Hi, and welcome to the loud and short of it. I'm Ramsey, I'm the loud one. I'm Jesse, I'm the short one. This week, we're coming at you with a monthly movie review in February. Hasn't been the greatest month for movies, or there's been some good movies, but there hasn't been a lot of them. I feel like nothing's coming out. Just like fucking, I was because I got the season pass shit, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to the movies all the time by myself. I don't give a fuck. And now I'm just like, there's nothing. Yeah, Star Wars isn't even. I can't rewatch fucking Star Wars. <laughs> like, it's just in shambles. But here. you know what did come out this month? Two movies. Sonic. Uh, yeah, Sonic did. But two movies we saw. Downton Abbey. Uh, the Gentleman. And Abbey. Harley Quinn: Birds of Prey. Oh, girl, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, just so y'all know, in case it's your first episode, there will be spoilers for both of those movies. If you want to jump ahead to get one, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. What do you want to start with? Uh, Dealer's let's get, choice. Let's get Harley Quinn out of the way. Okay. Start with Harley Quinn. Critics, 78. That makes perfect sense. Audience, 79. Very close. Very that's, close that's agreement weird. between the yeah. critics and the audience. What do you, Ramsey, give it? Like a sixty. Ooh, that's that's brutal though. I give it a seventy. No, it it's a, 70. it's above average. I was like, I I wasn't like I'm gonna kill myself. Mm. Like, okay, is that? Do you have more? I don't remember. Oh yeah, well uh, I always forget how these work. So only do them <laughs> once a month. <laughs> uh, it made 153 million so far worldwide. It's not that good. 34 million opening weekend. Sad it's thing is, right now Sonic is outpacing the movie. Hey, hey, they earned it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and its budget was roughly $97 million. Mm, who directed this? Does it matter to someone who would know? Kathy I know Yan. I have no clue who that is. So, uh, before we get into any of the actual movie, I just gotta say, I think it's super cool that an actor got a shitload of money and then used the money to do cool stuff. Because Margot Robbie's been in a bunch of... A-list movies. She's made her. She's made her fucking bag, and yeah. then she was like, "Well, I could spend this on a big ass house and be set for life, or just put, hoard it like a dragon." She's like, "No." So she just demanded and pushed, and then she got to pick her director, picked the writer for this movie. Well, yeah, she EP'd the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, writer's whole... Christina Hodson, by the way. Yeah, I don't know either, but yeah. it's, it's, it might be a big break for one of them. Well, no, that, I mean, this is good though, because like this movie, like the direction of this movie and shit was like. It was. It wasn't bad. It was. It was by the numbers for me. But I was just like, uh, oh, we can get that. But like the the biggest thing with Margot Robbie for me is the why I'm impressed is that she is so young. Yeah. And she's not. She's doing. She's doing kind of like what Bradley Cooper did, where you know they're like she's set for life as far as roles go. I think that's what she sees, and now she's moving into like EP shit already, which is, I think, fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like because Bradley Cooper, I think. Um, he has hands in a bunch of shit. He produced uh, uh, like a few like Clint Eastwood movies and shit. And he he directed a Star Is Born and produced it. And that one got in the Oscars last year, year before. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I feel like Margot Robbie. If anyone, it's she's probably next in line to do something like that. Yeah, I mean it was exciting. It's cool. Yeah. And also, I will say like the DC movies, the ones that have been like by the books, we hire. Normal directors, we, we, we do it by the books, we do it how you make movies, have been dog shit. And Joker was exciting because it was different, it's not at all like it, it wasn't a superhero movie in any way. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was the only good one in the whole DCU. And then this one, this one was better than, than a lot of what came out. Yeah, I see, I, my biggest thing with this movie is that 
it is... I, I, at no point did I feel truly compelled where I was like, wow, this is crazy. Or this is brand new. Like, when I give it a 60, like, I, I, maybe I should have scored it higher, but in my head, like, going off instinct, I was just like, it'd be stupid to say this movie was bad, even though parts of it, I was like, I don't know about this. But it was like, it, it was full on just what it needed to be, I guess. I could, like, if you put it in front of me and was like, you need to make Birds of Prey, I would be like, oh, well, I'm doing it completely differently. But that's the thing, like, I'm glad it wasn't, like, a comic book. It wasn't, like, by the numbers for the for the comic books. Mm-hmm. They did kind of take liberties. Yeah. And fun liberties, too. Yeah, I, it was cool. It. The costume design was fucking awesome the yeah. whole time. Like, it, I, I heard them talking about it uh, in an interview at some point, and they were like, we just didn't want to make all the characters ludicrously slutty for no reason yeah. through the whole movie. And, like, I mean, there are some risque outfits, but they seem like, they're all in character though. Like, yeah, Har- it's something it's Harley like Quinn would have yeah. worn. And it, at one point, there's a bulletproof vest that's just fucking hilarious and perfect. No, it's tight in that? at the end. Oh she gives, yeah, 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 yeah. She gives it to the cop. Uh, oh god, they should have just that. My one criticism of this movie is they should have just written out fucking Rene Montoya because mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember exactly for the Birds of Prey. But like at no point is there just for Rene Montoya who does nothing but is a cop. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know Kung Fu. Huntress has a crossbow. Black Canary can scream. Harley Quinn's a psychopath. And then there's just Paul Blart. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Rosie Perez. I love you, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, and it it is a confusing, like, balance where she's like, I'm the bad cop, but then isn't the bad cop? And you're like, you need to to pick a team here. Like, you're you're bouncing back and forth. I don't yeah. understand the characters, what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't get what the fuck she's fighting for. Yeah, and, like, in the Nolan movies, they made her, like, a crooked cop. And it was like, ah, cool, you know, and that. And now I'm just like... Because I, I don't even know that much about Renee Montoya. Because mm-hmm. she's just she's just in, like, all the Batman comics. She's like Commissioner Gordon, but not really. Yeah. Like, because Gordon has a relationship with Batman and all this bullshit. But, like, she's just a cop who's consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I know it's... Overall... Oh, we have to talk about fucking Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was awesome. That He was a great villain. Like, there are a couple lines where I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Do, they, do the fucking line. Which, what oh yeah, uh, the, the men of Gotham. The <laughs> men of Gotham. <laughs> at the end, he's like, men of Gotham, Dolph's goons. And then <laughs> after that, he just goes, let's go get those bitches. <laughs> and I was like, in my seat, like, fucking covering my face cringing and after we left i was like that was hilarious i there just couldn't is, handle it the the movie does a great job of overtly being as feminist as humanly possible in scenes yeah but it's it's never done in like a way that's making fun of feminism and it's not done in a way that's like taking itself too seriously either like it's always yeah. fucking hilarious there are like cringy girl power moments at which like i personally like I they feel bad for the movie. That. Yeah, they yeah, no, the movie, I, I, for me being like, oh, pff, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> but like I could definitely see some fourteen-year-old girl being like, that was badass. Because <laughs> I don't know, it, I cringed at this movie like my mom cringed at Die Hard, and I think that's great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's perfect. Yeah, they fucking the way are. that the way that if you bring your girlfriend or any any female friend to uh to the movies with you to go see Bad Boys Three, <laughs> and they just look at you while you'd be like, "Oh, that shit was so cool." <laughs> Will Smith's the best. Yeah. <laughs> He's just saying the dumbest shit ever. 
it's that, but the opposite. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's it, exciting. It did make me happy. Um, yeah. And I think, like, that kind of stuff, and even anything having to do with, like, there did seem to be some lapses in the storyline, and there did seem yeah. to be, like, some, some minor inconsistencies or confusion that happened, but I think all of that gets chalked up to the fact that Harley Quinn is the narrator of this story. Yeah, I hate that argument, but... <laughs> I will tell you this. I everyone creamed over Deadpool and Deadpool Two. I think they're just okay. I never really go was that crazy about Deadpool. I will give this movie the same amount of pass I will Deadpool. Where mm. like if there were plots this season Deadpool, I don't remember and I don't give a shit. Yeah, that movie was a that movie's also a six out of ten for me. I'm just like I don't fucking care. Um, one thing this movie did really well is fucking fight choreography. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to be that good, but it's like it's fucking dope. Yeah, and it, it does a good job of, like, I don't even, for me it was good because I'm just going to this movie for fun, mm-hmm. uh, of, like, it would just switch between, like, okay, this is a talky scene, and then, like, it'd be like, now we're in the fighty scene, <laughs> yeah. and it was just so much fun, because you knew exactly, like, how much attention to pay, and, like, how yeah. excited to get. That's true, they did definitely pace it out right, where they were talking, and then it was just like... Because the second a punch is thrown, there's no more story for yeah, that scene. It's, it's just another five yeah. minutes of hilarious fighting. Uh, I would not be surprised if whoever directed this has much experience in music videos. Mm, I could see that. Yeah, same that. thing happened with Bad Boys for Life. It's just, I don't know. It, overall, the more the more I talk about the more I thought about this movie, I was like, ah, I don't know so much, you know. But the more I'm talking about it, I'm starting to think like, ah, maybe I'm just making concessions because I'm sentimental, but... I, I think that this movie deserves to do better than it's doing right now. I, I think, think sh- the worst part of this whole movie was the marketing. It was fucking trash. Yeah. It did. First of all, as I've said on air before, I hate trailers. I only like movie posters. And this movie poster was garbage. Yeah. It made no fucking sense. Harley Quinn was huge. It And the name of the movie was fucking eight goddamn words long yeah. and no one knew... This movie came out, and two days after it came out, they changed the name of the movie because it was doing so bad. Yeah. People, was it Birds of Prey the, or the Emancipation the, of One? The Fantabulous Emancipation Jesus of Harley Christ. Quinn. Why? People, Why? <laughs> they could have done just minimal market research and found out that people will go see a movie named Harley Quinn, but they will not go see a movie named Birds of Prey because yeah. no one knows who the fuck the Birds of Prey are, yeah. and people know who Harley Quinn is. I think the... The the rename or whatever was way better. I think that's what the studio had, and I think maybe I don't know the director and Margot Robbie or whatever were just like this name's cool because I think it's like in concept it's cool. It's kind of just like the Doctor Parnassus movie. That, that forget it. <laughs> Ten years ago, no one knows what it is. Um, yeah, the marketing was tough. Um, should I have another point on this? The trailer also made it look. I remember I watched the trailer for this one, and it made the movie look worse than the movie is. It wasn't a good trailer. I it was just the it was so all much. around the marketing for the. Well, that's not a good sign either. Yeah. <laughs> you can't remember the trailer. The, the movie, the movie marketing all around was just doo doo. But it's made its money back. Yeah. So uh, that's not that's not not enough. enough I yeah. know, but I mean, it's still it's still got some time to to pull in a little bit more. Yeah, I would be uh, I'd be down for another movie like this. Uh, I my hope is that they're they're not gonna do Suicide Squad anymore. They are making another Suicide Squad movie with James Gunn, uh, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. 
But for me, like, if this is the Deadpool movie, and then they'll make Suicide Squad, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I know they're going to wrap it all up and to do a new Justice League movie eventually, <sighs> um, my only hope is that they, they're taking their time. And also, another thing is the new Justice League is going to be heavily... It's just all Batman. There's mm. going to be all Batman villains. Which... I don't, I don't care at this point, but I'm going to like it. We I love all DC shit. We don't have the time to get into it just in monthly movie reviews, but I have said many times off air and maybe a few times on, DC needs to give up on its fucking heroes. We've seen enough of them. We get it. They can only do Batman right, and they did it forever ago and can't do it again. Give us the villains. There's so many good villains, Harley Quinn being a perfect example. Yeah, but I think using those villains... The, the problem with Justice League and Batman vs. Superman is that it was all Superman villains. That's true. The I mean, other that's, problem, that's is, the the other problem. problem is they rushed it and the writing was yeah. garbage and no one cared. But. I think the style of both those movies were fucking dope, though. I think if they, they could have figured something out and made it not Doomsday and shit, we, we're not getting into all yeah, that. Yeah, like, I can't argue with you yeah. go on for another 45 minutes. Uh, I think Carly Quinn overall, pretty good. I do think it's cool that Black Canary and, uh, and what's fucking Huntress... We're in it, and they are heroes. I thought that was dope. I, yeah. I like that Harley Quinn is like, they're cutting out the Joker and shit as well. Yeah, I was very, very happy that Jared Leto. And I didn't even hate Jared Leto's Joker as much as other people did. I think people vastly fucking just just got on a hype train of hating that. But sure. I was glad that he wasn't that. in this movie. He, had, he yeah. had no use in this movie. Yeah. Overall, yeah. I stand by my 60, but also taking the context, this was a... Deadpool-esque movie, and I just... You're putting it a 60 compared to other movies. Where would you put it compared in the in the, in the the new DC? Everything after uh, the Nolan Batman series. Um, Are you asking for quality or what I like? Uh, what you like. Um, it is above... Prey goes Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, probably this movie... And then everything else. Wonder okay. Woman, Wonder Woman, maybe even no. Wonder Woman's under Birds of Prey, honestly. Mm. Um, but as far as quality goes, you just need to rearrange this completely to where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey does love Batman v Superman, no matter how much you argue with him, and it's it's a stance that I understand. Yeah. I get it. It won't make because like quality is just it's not. It's like the Star Wars prequels. No one in their right mind thinks those are good movies. If you do, you're a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. But it, <laughs> they're fucking. I also think that's where uh, Birds of Prey is gonna land in ten years. People, people aren't gonna be like, "Oh, that was that was the most amazing movie that's ever been made." But there's gonna be a bunch of people that were like, "No, that was a fu- I love that movie." Yeah, and I, it, of course, it's a fucking fun movie. Yeah, I think out of everything, it it, it earns everything it's that's coming to it. Except I, I think this movie should the marketing fuck this movie. Yeah, this movie should be doing so much better. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it opens some doors so now movies like this can continue, can do better next time. Yeah, as long as the DCEU or whatever the fuck says experimental, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. What was your score on this movie? I gave it a 70. That's fair. Yeah. It was just barely, barely under the critics. Okay, is it time for Gentlemen? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I'll just start with this. Uh, critics, 73. Hacks. I know. Audience, 84. Hacks. And I gave it a 97. Oh, God, relax. <laughs> <laughs> what are you giving it? Uh, it's, like, uh, a 90, probably. Even 90. then, I feel like it being generous, but 
Just oh. keep going. Okay, so you're basically with the audience score then. A little bit, I guess. Uh, it made seventy million so far worldwide. Uh, only eleven million opening weekend, mm-hmm. with a budget of twenty-two million. It made eleven million opening weekend. Ah, that sucks. The problem is when the gentleman came out. It's opening weekend. Bad Boys th- Three was still mm. in theaters. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so and I I'll have... go on the record right now. The gentleman is vastly better than Bad Boys Three. Slow your roll. Here's the deal. Vastly. Here's the deal. How many Guy Ritchie movies have you seen? I I don't probably a few, but I don't know. Which I ones. I know why you fucking love this movie is because it's a Guy Ritchie movie, like mm. like through and through. Nothing in this movie surprised me, just because it was a Guy Ritchie movie, and I was like, they they all have like a same style. Like he's been off it for a while because he tried doing some weird fantasy shit and just sucked dick. Um, but I, I was it's so fun to watch. It's just a bunch of cool dudes acting cool. And outside of just it being Neat. fun, and because when I give it the high rating, part of that is just because I fucking loved this movie and will be watching it multiple times, which I don't do that often. Mm-hmm. But two, it was also just really well done. Like outside of it being fun, it was also su- this this movie was what I wanted Knives Out to be. It mm. did it did a whodunit mystery sort of adventure that I was like, holy shit, and didn't I never knew what direction or you, you kind of do, but like. Yeah. There were some twists in there, whereas Knives Out, we've talked about it on air, sorry if you've seen it, there's just not that much, like, oh, no way, moments. You're no, just yeah, like, there's not. The whole time you're just like, yeah, that that's gonna happen, and then this is gonna, yeah, yeah. okay. This and movie left you in the dark. Yeah, and that, that's what, like, that is what I wanted out of Knives Out, and I think, I don't know, that's a whole different can of worms, but I do think that this movie does... They're like, ah, ah, fucking, we're all cool guys, and we're all doing criminal shit, and, like, no one's who you really think they are, but, like, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. It's, because, it, it, like, in the other movies, it, it's the same thing, where it's all about criminals who are all likable. It's yeah. not like mob movies where you're like, oh, these guys are pieces of shit. From the beginning, you're like, no, Matthew McConaughey is a good guy. Because he kind of is! The patron saint of Austin is just killing it. Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, at this point... I don't think you can put Matthew McConaughey in a movie where he would play an unlikable character. Because no. the average person watching it is just going to look at Matthew McConaughey and be like, nah, he, I'm on his team. Like, yeah. whatever he does, I'm on his team. It, I will say, though, like, ten years ago, not the case for Matt. Oh, no, not it's at all. It's so fucking funny, though. Like, just the people who've been down for McConaughey. Because I was watching Sahara in 2005. Everyone I know fucking loved McConaughey. And then everyone hated him, and now we're back seeing him be anybody in movies, and we love him. Yeah. Interstellar, the fuck, what camera? I also question how much of that is because he is the Austin boy. That's, yeah, that's the main thing. Anybody that I talk to is living in Austin, and Matthew McConaughey, like, helps coach the UT football team. He's been, he's been like a, an arguer for how, he's helping us set up our first pro sports team. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's the fucking best. It's just funny, though, too. It's like, we can't, welcome to the Matt McConaughey podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's just... This week, we're talking about how much we love Matt. We'd like to hear how much you love Matt. (laughs) Next week, he's going to be guest starring. Um, Yeah, anyway, we all love Matt McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. The most important person in this movie is Charlie fucking Hunnam. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, my boy. The, the Chris Evans looking motherfucker, as what? I like to call him. Okay, whatever. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Uh, he was exactly who he needed to be in this movie. Just fucking cool. 
the, the also the, the the way the characters interact with each other is dope. I think that would made this movie better for better for me compared to movies like it or like typical uh, action comedies. Which I, don't even, I wouldn't even put this in that category because it's it's better than most action comedies. But uh, it every character has importance and like every character, it like there's very few characters in the movie that are just like, oh, he is the bad one. Yeah. Like every one of them has like a like a weird quirk. That's just fucking hilarious, and yeah. then they build on that, and it becomes something different. Yeah, there's a. I will say the movie starts off a little, little weak, because mm-hmm. like, because they're all like setting shit up, and it's just Hugh Laurie and fucking Charlie Hunnam talking to each other. Oh my god, this movie is so gay, and like not in a derogatory way. It no. Literally, they're just so, like not even like. Up front, there's just gay people. Like it's it's like football locker room innuendo. It's <laughs> like constantly. Like I thought it was fucking hilarious, but it yeah. is like Charlie Hunnam and Hugh Laurie talking to each other and then like recanting shit that happened, and then Charlie Hunnam just being like, "Well, I guess that's what it's like," and he just fucking hates Hugh Laurie. Which I also thought was interesting that the two movies we saw this week were both like narrated stories. Yeah. by one of the main characters. And they yeah. specifically were narrated poorly at yeah. times. Because there there are some moments... Uh, I, I'm sorry if you haven't seen Birds of Prey. This isn't really ruining anything. But in both movies, there are some moments where the main storyteller has something wrong. Yeah. Or, for example, in Gentleman, tells a story way bigger and yeah. way more ridiculous. And then you get to watch Matthew McConaughey put, like, eight fucking bullets in his enemy, and then be like, nah, nah, he didn't do that. <laughs> no, that would have been sick, but that's not what happened. I do think, actually, bringing, going off of that point, these movies also both get way better whenever they're not narrated anymore. I personally mm. think whenever they stop narrating in Harley Quinn, it gets better, because you're in it with them. And then she still has the, the narration, she's not doing the storytelling. Yeah. And then, gentlemen, the same thing happens, and I'm just like, by then, I'm just like, completely in, I'm like, oh, fuck yes. Um... That that is why I think this movie does so well is because you are so into it. Yeah. I don't think very many people could watch this movie and by minute forty five not be like on the edge of their seats being like, Oh, okay, I'm on yeah. their team now. I need this to work out. Yeah. I also thought it was uh one uh, earlier I was talking about the interactions between characters. My favorite character in the movie was probably Colin Farrell. Uh, the coach guy mm. in the jumpsuit, because uh, at one point in the movie, he so he's like a coach and shit, and he like he's he's obviously in tune with the London Underground, but his boys go and like rob one of uh, McConaughey's fucking storehouses on accident. He, yeah, yeah. Well, they do it on purpose. Well, they, yeah. they don't know who he is, and then they find out later. And the coach guy goes straight to Charlie Hunnam and is just like, "My boy's fucked up. I'll do what I can <laughs> to make it better." And I like that he did that, but I even like more that Matthew McConaughey and Charlie Hunnam were both just like, okay, we'll do this for us, and we're even. Well, like, they did punch him in the face like three times before they were like that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was very understanding. Yeah. Like, I mean, I deserved that hit. <laughs> yeah, because in like Scorsese and shit, like it would have been like, he would have just gotten fucking killed, and I would have been like, ah, this isn't fun and cool. You ruined a good character. Yeah. Don't kill him off. And he did the the strikes and shit. The... the I don't know, dude, like, it's just fucking weird and funny, too, to see Matthew McConaughey deal with English people. He's <laughs> completely surrounded by a bunch of fucking... I did question leaving the movie whether or not it was originally written that Matthew McConaughey was 
just a British person, and then they were like, he was like, I can't do that. And they were like, okay, <laughs> we'll write it in that you that you moved from America because it yeah. just like randomly is just. It was so great. Yeah, I did think it was funny too. The the one of the bad guys in the movie is like uh, he he's Kendall from Succession, and he he's just dressed like a fucking character straight out of Wes Anderson. <laughs> like don't get me wrong, everyone in this movie is fitted. Like some of the dopest fucking outfits I've seen ever. They also do an amazing job for somebody like me who can never remember any character names and doesn't doesn't like TV shows with too many characters mm-hmm. where you can tell what team everybody's on and they're very it, it is rudimentary and easy but they're like there's the Jewish team the Chinese team the Matthew McConaughey team and the, the, those three are duking it out yeah. and like the Chinese team always in suits the whole fucking movie the yeah. the McConaughey's team is always just dressed the fucking nines and stripes and yeah. shit and the Jewish team is one dude but so, so you know one dude yeah. and, his, and his goons or his what does he call them? His crabs? I forget. The Mossad crabs. Mossad crabs. The... Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, he was probably my favorite character. He is fucking hilarious. The uh, the Jewish guy? The Jewish guy. Yeah. yeah. He, God, he's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> I, yeah, I Him and his say... wife were just like the ultimate fucking power couple. Yeah. The whole movie. <laughs> I did like also, I think this movie is a more... It, it has, like, style of what kind of, like, what the Kingsman is. I know it's, like, the gentleman, the Kingsman. Yeah. Even the marketing shit's similar. I feel like this was just a... It made me want fucking Guy Ritchie to go direct Kingsman. Mm. I probably would have liked it a lot more I if he directed it. Yeah, those are... They are similar. Yeah. I, um... I mean, shit. There's not even a lot to this movie outside of the writing, which is, you know, it's pretty basic Guy Ritchie shit. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of twists and turns, but, like... A lot of movies aren't like this, though, where you just... They're just fun, like front to back. Like I just had a good fun time. Fun and good. There's lots yeah. of there's lots of fun movies. Bad Boys Three is a fun movie. But but within like the context of like mobster shit and yeah. whatnot, like they, they just they no one ever has fun with it. Mm-hmm. It's always by the numbers. It's always like either Oscar bait or like too far. This was like the right amount of goofy, and also it was totally consistent the entire time. That's true. Which I just, I was a huge fan of. Nothing nothing ever took me out of this movie while yeah. watching it. At no point did I did I have a laugh that wasn't supposed to laugh at. Yeah. I think the only reason I would dock the 10% off, and, I, and I, it's not even fair, but it's just like, it was my instinct, because I have seen this movie before, mm. like, at least in style. But it's so nice to see a director whenever they're just exactly where the fuck they're supposed to be. Yeah. Because you've seen, I've seen him branch out. He made a couple of the bad fantasy movies, and now he's just. I hope his next movie's like this too. Because fuck, it's it was good. It's exactly. I what would he's love. I after this, show me the other ones, and I will start by yeah, start binging Guy Ritchie movies because <laughs> it's just fucking perfect. Also, just to throw it out, since we just talked about a real feminist uh, pushing movie. Uh, this one has it too. The the women in this movie are strong. They're strong, independent women, and their characters aren't like dependent on the other ones. There's just one woman in the movie, though. There is well, there. That's that's fair. There, there's there's a lack of women in the movie, yeah. but the women that are present have their own characters. Yeah, the, the Jewish man's wife. She four words she utters. He doesn't have that much many talking scenes either. He until, has like five. He has five or six. He's Comparatively, she has more than mo- than other movies. It's better than it has been. Mm, that's fair. And it's not her 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 words weren't just like listening to him. She obviously she gave she she had more than four because she gave the paperweight. 
she gave yeah. the paperweight to McConaughey yeah. and has that whole scene where she's like, "Oh, they're these are this isn't illegal because this is a paperweight." Yeah, I thought and it was then, funny how they made that such a bit where I was just like, "They all have guns, though." It, <laughs> I, I liked it because then whenever somebody didn't just immediately start shooting with my dopey American brain, I was like, "Oh, well." All of this makes sense because they're not in America, so they don't have guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, obviously. I was with that up until the, they're chasing the kids with the phones and Charlie Hunnam pulls out a fucking MP5 <laughs> and is like, you fucking cunts, give me a phone. But yeah, I think uh, all in all, a great movie. Great. There, there's not a character in this movie I could have done without where I was just like, oh, God, he was annoying. Yeah. All the dialogue is, the dialogue's fucking corny, but it's all the same. So it's, yeah. it's the way it's supposed to be. You know, it's not like... You're not having out-of-character moments ever. The, yeah. The, whole, the best thing about this movie is the consistency. And you're, it's not... It's never so corny. It, it's it's corny in ways that make you laugh, not corny in a way that make you fucking cringe. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're never just like, ah, that was stupid. You're yeah. Like, good one. It is... It's... Yeah, I don't know, man. Even like, even, like, the more serious moments or whatever, like... They just wrap themselves up in, in a way that doesn't make it... Where the consequences seem out of context for the world, like, like too far for the world. Everything in it makes sense. Like, this guy's an asshole, this guy dies. This guy fucks someone over, this guy gets fucked over. Like, I wouldn't say this is the most complex movie, but it's definitely a movie where I walked away from going like, you know what, that's, from A to B everything worked, and I, I didn't, I can't pick out any flaws of this movie, really. That's, that's where I stand why I gave it such a high rating, because I left loving it and then expected to have a conversation and be like oh well no there was that thing and there was this thing which happens with tons of movies spider-man yeah. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that went from fucking like hey that was okay to like pitchforks at sony <laughs> <laughs> and uh but this movie i nobody that i've talked to about it hasn't has brought up a point where I was like, yeah, that's a valid criticism. Yeah. Like, no, you're wrong. The movie was fucking perfect. Yeah, like, it set out to do something and it did it. It fucking yeah. beautiful. And there's a point where if someone ha- like brings one up to me, I'm going to be like, ah, you're pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, reel it back to it. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. <laughs> but yeah, this that does conclude our monthly movie review for February. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's next week, Jesse? What's next week? Yeah. We got a From the Ground Up. The topic of which uh, you don't know yet. Ah, uh, we definitely do know, though. Yeah, we, we know. are definitely holding back. <laughs> uh, going off of that, we did just release a uh, YouTube channel mm-hmm. or a YouTube video on our YouTube channel yeah. of our in the lab from last week's episode. So, uh, if you listen to that and you just have to see our faces, please God, go give it a view. <laughs> um, or if you haven't listened, it's way better in visual. Definitely. Yes, yes, it's much better <laughs> when you can see our ugly mugs. <laughs> But uh, also shout out to Jordan on Twitter who won our deck of cards. <laughs> it is currently sitting up in my fucking closet. Yeah, I can't wait for it to come It's being priority mailed. Oh yeah, sorry. Priority sorry. mailed. This is a business we're running. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> laminated. Enterprise. They're laminated with flakes of gold, <laughs> and they are being sent on horseback to his domicile. And there's a hundred dollars in the envelope as well. There is there is a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. <laughs>